Welcome back to Dice to Pixels. We've got a few things to talk about today, and we're going to go through just uh, some random questions that we've built up over the last yeah. little while as well. Yeah. Uh, first thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, I saw this on Kickstarter yesterday. Uh, it's been, actually, I think it was launched yesterday because it's got 29 days to go. Uh, it's a gaming table called The Monarch, and it's based in the UK, which is interesting because it kind of looks like an explicit, uh, like a direct sort of answer to Wormwood no longer doing shipping mm -hmm. sort of overseas. Yeah. Uh, and it looks decent. Uh, the quality doesn't look quite the same necessarily, mm -hmm. but uh, it's also like 790 pounds for a table instead of like three and a half thousand or whatever the <laughs> yeah. hell it's going to cost for And Wormwood. even conversion into Canadian, that's pretty reasonable for, yeah. for there that. 1300 Canadian, yeah. we'll call it probably a thousand ish US. Yeah. Pretty decent. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it will drop the link in the description, but if you're in the market for a game table and uh, you're in, you're overseas, let's just say overseas, uh, Magnetic Rails, it's got a game vault. It looks pretty good. Yeah. So check yeah. it out. Yeah. A lot of my gents from England and Forever Gaming, the gaming clan there. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, I like this. It looks really slick. It has that, um, it kind of has that old aesthetic, like that old, um, yeah, uh, like kitchen, you know, the old kitchen table kind of aesthetic to it that I really like. Well, yeah, the the title is an heirloom board game table, and it it not only would it be an heirloom going forward, but it it kind of looks like something that yeah. would be an heirloom already. Yeah, yeah, it's got the the big radiuses and everything else that kind of, yeah. and also, frankly, for for like, I, you can't see my forearms, but like leaning against the table, that was actually one of the things that I always wondered about with the Wormwood mm -hmm. modular tables. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't used one extensively, so I don't know, but uh, you don't want it to be too hard yeah. on your forearms, and this yeah. has a really nice big curvature, so so it might be actually nicer. Mm -hmm. I like that there's only two wood, like two uh, finish options too, or wood options. Yeah, like, well, I I like that for two reasons: one, because less choice paralysis, and two, for somebody starting out, like for a company starting out, keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, like all the organizers and the cup holders, like they have the the little uh, rail system in the side for all of that, and yeah, like I think it's pretty sharp. Um, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. It looks good. Uh, if, if it were a Canadian Kickstarter, uh, I mean, shipping on tables is brutal. So yeah. mm -hmm. you don't really want to be shipping to other countries if you can avoid it anyways. But, uh, if it were a Canadian Kickstarter, I'd, I'd be backing it right now, I suspect. Yeah. Cause, uh, they look sharp and mm -hmm. they have a nice vault, game vault. So yeah. How That's far can you go wrong? Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, like you were saying, it's cheaper than the Wormwood stuff. Well, and, and more importantly, not that much more. I mean, given that it's made of solid wood, it's actually a really good price. I mean, even a yes. half decent Ikea table made out of essentially press board is going to cost you six, seven hundred yep. probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 13 for one made of actual solid wood is pretty compelling. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. If I was in the UK, I'd be looking at it for sure. Oh, yeah. The other... Three, the other tabletop thing that I was looking at, which is also a gaming table-ish. I'd call it a gaming table accessory. They're calling it a gaming table. It's called Stagetop, and it is a 3D printable uh, sort of elevated gaming table. So it's it essentially adds a gaming surface on top of your table. And uh, it's completely printed out of sort of 8x8, eight eight, uh, like 8 inch by 8 inch uh, squares. And they all lock together and there's accessories that fit into them. And 
They've got different options for like the table surface. You can have like a wood texture or like a smooth texture. It looks pretty cool. Again, draw a link in the description. I'm not going to do it justice by by describing it, but uh, it's 48 US, I think it is, for for all of the files, for the dice vaults and the table and everything else. Normally, I kind of scoff at 3D printable, uh, like 3D printing file Kickstarters, but this one... Like they did their homework. This was, they did a lot of work on this. So Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is it's quick. They say anyways, that it's quick to set up and tear apart. Uh, Like they actually sort of advertise it as um, uh, portable, like a travel thing. So might be interested to check out. Uh, If we, uh, if I decide that I want to spend, you know, 12 hours printing a tabletop, uh, I might get the (laughs) files and check it out. Uh, but like they give the, they give the print times for the larger, for all of the table sizes that they sort of recommend. And they're not short. It's Mm -hmm. like at least a weekend sort of thing of pretty much solid printing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Like you were saying about how, uh, breaking it down and it looks like in the little video they have on the Kickstarter here, um, they pack it all into what looks like one of those wicker baskets that kind of slides into a, an one Ikea of, shelf yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, one of the cube shelves. Yeah, it, it actually says uh, just at the end of the video there, it's got like an asterisk and it says that it's specifically uh, meant to fit into the Ikea Calyx uh, oh, sh- shelves, which is what like 90% of gaming rooms mm-hmm. have as shelving. So That's really smart. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. Uh, and they've got some really kind of interesting accessories. And obviously, the, I'm sure they'll have more in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, uh, it looked like it was a dice tower that rolls through the table, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, some really cool stuff. Yeah, definitely cool, man. Like nice little alternatives to uh, crazy expensive mm-hmm gaming tables you know like just something especially something like this is great because it granted you're not going to be able to kind of put a cover over it and let it sit for a, a few days or a week or something but i mean the yeah, portability, it's, yeah. it's not a game vault yeah. it's yeah. it sits on top but at the same time if you've got a coffee table or something uh the nice thing is they they show it overhanging a little bit i don't know how i wouldn't want to say how much mm-hmm. it overhang but uh you could turn a coffee table into a larger gaming surface yeah. I personally, I, I love puzzling, but our place is really, really small and there's mm-hmm. no place really to puzzle other than the kitchen table, which gets used normally. And I like that they're showing doing it for puzzling, too, because it's a little bit nicer than some of the like you can get the like briefcase type things yeah. for puzzles. Whereas this is nice when you're done your puzzle completely. You can just put it away someplace. I feel yeah. like the storage is a little bit easier even than those options, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, um, and if, if you're one, I mean, obviously if you're curious, you're going to go and check out the Kickstarter, but, uh, the two foot by three foot table, uh, in sort of draft quality, they say, although it doesn't look that different with standard quality, uh, it takes four and a half kilos of filament, which is Canadian prices. What I would pay for filament right now, it's, uh, maybe 140 bucks sort of thing at most. So, you're talking about all in couple hundred sure. bucks, maybe a little less if you're US uh, mm-hmm. for for an entire table. So, I mean, it's not terrible. It's not. It's no. decent. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I it was one of those kickstarters that just immediately stood out as like, uh, this is new. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this mm-hmm. before. Uh, and they've they've done their homework. They recommend what 3D printers to use. Oh, cool. uh, they tell you all of the requirements. They they have uh, test prints and everything that they've shown. 
Uh, you can grab some of the, you can grab one of their dice tower STLs to do a test print just to make sure that they like it works with your printer and everything. I think it's great. So I like this wheel counter accessory thing that they have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I, I'm considering backing it just for some of the accessories. accessories yeah. Cause they do actually have some good printable the component accessories. Component holder is really neat. Component cups. Yeah. 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 That's pretty sure. cool. Yeah. So. Nice little alternatives for your gaming table needs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's that That was my Kickstarter uh, I was browsing last night. But um, I think the sort of main thing that we were going to talk about a bit tonight, at least to kick things off, we, we were mentioning during the, I think it was the awards show, uh, Chad had mentioned a boss fight and I said, we should do an episode on boss fights. What makes oh, yeah. them good? What ones we hate? What ones we love? So I think we're going to chat about some boss fights a yeah. little bit. So so Chad, you probably have way more opinions on this than even I do. Chad, so. opinions? <laughs> I no, you. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Short um, episode. Yeah. No, like like uh man, like even back in like the NES days, uh looking at some of the, the classic boss fights. I mean, you have like Bowser in mm. uh like the let's go to the original Super Mario Brothers where you know, here's Bowser on one end of the bridge and then you're Mario. So you got to like kind of run under him or whatever. Like it's not, it's not crazily like at the time it was just like, holy shit. You no, know? but that's an interesting place to start actually, because um, there's a question around sort of speed running bosses. Because mm -hmm. of course, Mario speed running, you, you can absolutely speed run the boss. That's kind of the point. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if I... If I think that's good or bad, I mean, obviously it kind of kills the speed run of a game if you can't speed run a boss somehow, but <laughs> uh, like the Mario bosses were so easy to just like almost bypass entirely. You just had to jump at the right moment. Yep. Uh, so, but I mean, for what they were working with, those were some pretty good yeah. boss fights. But even like in, in it, uh, like just that one encounter, like, so f with the Super Mario Brothers, it was always the bridge. And even halfway through, he'd start throwing like a, a shit ton of hammers at you or whatever, yeah. or, yeah. you know. But then uh, when they came back to Bowser in Mario 3, that encounter was, that was completely different. Yeah. Because like you're in, you see all the bricks on the floor. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's shooting fireballs at you. But then wherever you're standing, he'll jump in the air and that's where he drops and breaks the bricks. Yeah. So you got to like basically make him fall into a pit. Yeah, the the make the boss kill himself yeah. option, which which has become I I mean I wouldn't go so far as to say that was the first instance of it. I'm sure it wasn't, yeah. uh, but it's certainly the most memorable for me, and that's something that's been copied a lot over the years. Not the exact mechanic, although that has to an extent as well. Mm -hmm. But the idea that like the boss is sort of invincible, you just have to let them kill themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, like that, those were cool. Uh, I look at, um, basically all of the Mega Man, like any boss from Mega Man, how, uh, you were always, they always, it was like rock, paper, scissors, that series where if you had a weapon, uh, except for Mega Man too, cause metal blades just basically killed everything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But like, there was always a weapon to like combat another boss and Sure, like, I guess a lot of the boss encounters were more or less like the same thing. You're, you know, 2D plane or whatever. Um, but it was it was interesting just trying to figure out which weapon works on what boss and yeah, trial the, and error kind of stuff. The and, weakness system, yeah. yeah, where you've got uh, specific things, specific loadouts that you need to use, which again, uh, 
probably not the first, although certainly one of the first that I remember. Yeah. Uh, but that again, very, very common with, with all bosses these days, like World of Warcraft, for instance, like you got to have, you got to have your specific loadout for this. Mm -hmm. That's what it was like when I was playing. I I, I don't think it's changed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. What, so what do you think about, um, like we'll start with those two of Mega Man versus Mario, uh, one or three or two if you're into that yeah. uh what do you like more i kind of always preferred the Mega Man stuff just because there was always more there was always more bosses there was uh like you look at a, the many uh incarnations of dr wiley when you had to fight him at the end yeah. and how many times you had to fight him at the end like one time two times three times like there was just different forms and different strategies and again like the fun part of it was uh trying to figure out what weapon worked best in certain situations. So there were countless times where we would, uh, like Jim and I, my buddy, Jim and I, we would be like, Oh crap, maybe try this weapon. Oh, no. Okay. We'll try this one next. And then like we die. It's like, okay, that's the one like, well, let's, and you just yeah. carry on. Like a lot of the, a lot of the trial and error, I kind of, I think, I guess a modern take on that would be, to an uh, to an extent, I'd say like the Souls games. I was going to say the same thing. It is it, it's like the the very earliest incarnation of the sort of Souls yeah. genre. Yeah, where the Souls games you're tr you're trying to you're trying to figure out the patterns of the the enemy's attacks and when to parry, when to dodge, when to attack. Yep. And it's just trial and error. And, and the, I think a big reason why a lot of people get turned off from it so quick is it's not your typical hack and slash where you just run in and be like. <laughs> Yeah. And you can just like uh, uh, take a couple hits, but you're fine and you can just keep hacking away. Like, no, there's there's strategy to it. And that adds a lot of depth to it. Yeah. You, I, you can't just out equip your. Well, I mean, you can, but it's a very specific sort of out equipping your boss. It's not just, oh, well, I've just gained 18 levels and all of the epic equipment and now I can just go and and thrash through everything. It's, unless, it's not that. Unless you're using some of those insane uh, magic builds that I've been seeing in Elden Ring that like basically like yeah. this is the enemy's health bar <laughs> oh what a fight yeah. <laughs> um what about what about you sarah any sort of old like retro bosses that you can think of that stand out i um, from did you play sonic at all no did you did chad did you play sonic at all no not so I, much? I did but i i don't know i i i like the sonic games i just so it's so i always sort of i i played both uh one of my buddies had a sega and i had a nintendo and we'd we'd even swap occasionally but uh i always kind of saw uh sonic as like most of the game was better uh which also uh newer so you know mm -hmm. uh the the controls and the speed and everything was was super cool and it was fun and uh, Sonic speedruns are still to this day, one of the only speedruns that I personally actually really like watching. Um, but, uh, Robotnik was some of the worst boss fighting in my opinion that I ever played as a kid. Cause it was as repetitive as Bowser in a lot of ways. Mm, okay. Uh, but not like, I don't quite know how to explain it. It was just, it was so repetitive and not really very rewarding. Not that Mario should be rewarding because it was always just <laughs> a princess is in another castle. Um, but uh, I always felt Robotnik was like the weak point. The boss fights in Sonic, I always felt 
were really a weak point compared to uh, Mario. We'll say three because I think that was timeline wise. That's close. Because it was always like finding which way you could bump into him. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, okay, well, how am I going to do my dash attack against him this time? Yeah. Uh, pretty much was, yeah. was it. Uh, there was very little creativity. And I feel like there wasn't a ton of creativity in a lot of the Mario boss stuff. But for some reason, it just, it, maybe because it didn't try to be creative, it just sort of like, yep, here's another boss. Kill him and move on. <laughs> to be honest, I find I kind of feel that way but basically all boss fights in general. Yeah. Like some of them do have some interesting mechanics to them, but like I hate boss fights. They're boring. I just give yeah. me lots and lots of level. See, that's that's just the way I like playing is just I find leveling and just doing the stuff rewarding versus like, oh, I gotta fight this boss in this closed encounter and Yeah, I um I, I can I can feel you on that. Um I think that's why the oh god please don't let me make a complete ass of myself here uh god of war is the one where boss fights uh it's like the epic fights where you you have to do different button combinations that it like tells you about the original okay, yeah. yeah that was the original god of war right yeah. not, the first one yeah, yeah not was... gears of war i'm not making a complete <laughs> ass of okay. no it was god of war yeah. <laughs> so uh i feel like that was sort of uh an attempt to kind of help with that where it yeah. was like we're gonna make this boss fight like uh epic to watch but we're also just gonna basically tell you how to do it yeah so you don't have to guess yeah um, you have to watch i think so. that's actually a good example because i hadn't even thought of them like just outside of the hit this button at this time yeah. um those a lot quick, well the quick final time, yeah we well, yeah, quick time yeah. events but like even the usually the final final boss battles in those games those were they felt epic. Yes. So they had a fun feeling to them. Yeah. But um, yeah, by and large, I find a lot of boss battles just like I don't feel rewarded at the end of it other than like, oh, I've been working on this forever. Finally, I beat them. Good. Mm -hmm. Next yeah, thing, I, please. I can move on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like uh, a game that did a very poor job with boss fights, in my opinion, at least, was like the original Pokemons. Uh, at mm -hmm. least the ones that came to us. I don't. I don't know enough about Pokemon to know if there was Japanese versions before we got them. But um, like, just the it's another trainer with different types of Pokemon. Yay! Yeah. Um, obviously, newer Pokemon games start doing much more with that. But the original Pokemon, I was just like, can I just not keep catching more? Yeah. Like, can I just not do this? This yeah. isn't entertaining. I don't enjoy this. It's not really challenging. It's mm -hmm. just stupid. Um, I'm sure there's many people that will hate me for saying that, but, uh, say la vie. So you, you didn't play Pokemon, right? Chad? No, no, yeah. no, no I haven't no. either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, not my every, cup of tea. Every time a new, the well, new double games or whatever they are come out, I'm like, I kind of want to try this, but then I also don't want to spend $90 or $80, $90. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have, uh, you might have, conceivably you've seen it already when this uh, goes up, but we, we filmed a podcast all about how Nintendo is the worst for their game costs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Like, I haven't played any of the more recent Pokemons for mm -hmm. exactly that reason, yeah. but I did play the originals. Mm -hmm. So I know you two uh, were very big wow players yeah um i'm i've never played wow i have absolutely no idea 
how well i mean i'm sure i could figure it out yeah. but i also don't really have that much of an interest in playing it mm-hmm. but uh i've seen some uh streamers uh stream some of the raids and just some of the boss encounters and that uh how did you two feel about these raid encounters and wow well, I enjoyed them, but I also was always a healer, so I'm always paying attention to, uh, to health bars. So I, I don't actually see a whole lot other than, oh my god, they're way down here now. Okay, I fixed it. It's all good. <laughs> Put a Band-Aid on it. They're low. Hit one. They're really, really low. low. Hit two. two. <laughs> That's it. Uh, exactly. Sorry, Right healers. click or left click? <laughs> um, I. It depends entirely on the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did a few really well. So so full disclosure for anyone who, who hasn't watched uh, much of our stuff. Uh, I stopped playing WoW originally when Burning Crusade came out. I, I have played some Burning Crusade. I have played some Lich King. Mm-hmm. Haven't done much since then, especially not raiding. Um, so most of my experience comes from the earlier stuff. But uh, I always thought that the Anixia fight was pretty cool because it's like very distinct stages and you have to have a very coherent group but the actual yeah. fight isn't that difficult you just have to be like you have you to have pay to, attention yeah you have to pay attention you have to be organized yep. you have to not screw each other over uh i i remember countless times shaming the person who moved during various steps um but uh i thought anixia was pretty well done it's too long mind you but uh yeah. I'm pretty you know, sure good. they did end up shortening shortening it yeah. when they they redid it again. So there's an Ixia 90, 100, something like that. They redid it again and made it a little bit easier. Level, not number of players, right? Yes. Okay, yes. good. I'm like, if yeah. the raids are up to 90 players, No, Jesus. no, no. They, they dumped 40 altogether and <laughs> okay. then they had re-released it. So yeah. at whatever level cap it was, I think it was an Ixia 80 actually, because I feel like it was Lich King. Could be wrong. Uh, that actually, I think that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think we even did that. Uh, I remember doing that a few yeah. times. So I'm just assuming. Uh, yeah. And then other, uh, I mean, Ragnarok and Molten Core, which was the original sort of super baddie, I thought was a terrible fight. I didn't enjoy it in the least. Did you? I never raided at that mm. then because I came in at towards the end of Burning Crusade. Right. Right. Uh, just, I, in my opinion, really uneventful. Uh, it well, was, I could see that. He was like stuck in that one lava pool or something. Yeah, yeah. it was just a, everybody, you know, take out the boss in the center. And it was like, okay, at certain times you have to deal with ads or not shoot them or mm-hmm. whatever. But like, it was boring. Like really actually boring. Um, but yeah, I I can't think of any... World of Warcraft bosses that like stood out as like, holy crap, this is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I'm not being fair, but. Um, I think it was, I want to say Malagos. Malagos. Uh, that was the turtle? No, the blue dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where halfway through you all, you end up having to choose a dragon to fly on. Yes. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. I think that, but. Yeah, like even my memory of the the fight against the Lich King is just a tank and spank. Yeah, I would say the the most memorable thing that ever happened with us um, in terms of boss fights in mm-hmm. WoW was actually when we screwed up Anixia, and it was myself, my brother, and one of his friends. Uh, we were the only three that were up, and this oh. was back when Anixia was the end, like the the really tough boss. And it's a 40-man raid, and there were three of us, but we were all paladins, which were 
uh, disgustingly difficult to kill at the time. And we, we kept going. Uh, and we were actually, I still think we probably could have killed it, except that one of the guild members came on chat and said like, Hey guys, I did the math based on how fast you're killing it. We're going to be here for hours. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay, fine. But like, that's when things went wrong. So I can't really chalk that up to like, it was the best boss fight. I don't know. Wow never tickled my fancy on boss fights. It was all the outside. It was it was everything outside of raiding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The raiding I just did to get the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Although um it's not boss fights. Although I guess there were bosses involved, but the uh the Rathy Highlands? The 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 PvP raids that they added. Oh yeah, Rathy Highlands is one of them. I think that was it. Something like that. Anyways, yeah. um the they were like 20v20, I think yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. and it was just a big pvp instance pvp brawl brawl uh those were super fun and there were there were bosses that you could like summon and everything else within that and you did have to kill like the big bad at the other side yeah uh those were in my opinion way more interesting because there were other players involved mm -hmm. yeah there's oh what was the the one in in lich king that was at the very center there i can't think of the name of it but it was like in the the wintry area and then northrend well yeah it's in northrend but it was in like not all of the levels there had Can snow you tell everywhere. It's been a while. Oh man, um, Jesus, Snowville. But, there we go. Perfect. No yeah, but like you, you, uh, you're fighting basically to capture the castle with that one, and then whoever yep. wins gets to do, I think, a four, no, three boss raid inside, and then you have a chance to win a a mammoth mount. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There were there was some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, the actual like. Uh, raids, the I don't know. Most Some of the of bosses in there, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't remember being like super grumpy or hating any of them. But mm -hmm. I also don't remember being like this was a super fun fight that I would love to do again. Um, yeah, it was usually just oh daily timers up or weekly timers up yeah. or whatever it was. Okay, let's do it again. Yeah. So very similar to Destiny. I was just yeah. going to ask you about <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> um, yeah, I there. So, Vault of Glass uh, was like the first raid in Destiny way back when. And to this day, that still probably is one of my favorite raids. They updated it for Destiny 2 and they changed a couple things here and there. Uh, with the um, the last encounter, they made a couple of changes in just the whole process of finally getting to a DPS phase mm -hmm. on Atheon. And it's took a because so one of the biggest changes was there's you get um you get teleported to one of two places and it's either uh venus or, or mars in the game okay. um and while you're there you see these bright lights light up and you have to shoot them in order to gain a buff that allows the people outside to see the same thing and you know yep. you shoot them in order to get through well they changed it so that what you see inside, you have to, the person that's on the outside sees the order that they appear and they tell you which ones to shoot. Oh, okay. So that was like the biggest difference in D2, in the D2 remake of it. And it took a bit, but like, yeah, we got through it and it's still fun. I still enjoyed uh, playing that. Um, The King's Fall raid, which a lot of people consider uh, their favorite. It wasn't mine. I liked the raid up until the orcs fight in the original Destiny. And then I just felt that 
really that entire encounter was just ad clearing. And oh mm. yeah, like, cause you don't, you never actually damage Oryx yourself. It's these big light mass bombs that four of them that you have to detonate all four at the same time and protect. That's what actually damages Oryx. Like you, you shoot them mm. a couple times at the end, but I was like, this is, this is lame. They yeah. changed that when they brought it back to D2 where you actually get to damage him, which is like, thank you. Like yeah. finally, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I um I hate well, that's maybe strong, but I do not like boss fights where they're invulnerable unless you do this specific thing. I'm all for like if you shoot them in their venting port, uh it'll do more damage or you have if you do this combination of things it'll do more damage. Yeah. Great. But listen, I'm still going to hurt them if I shoot them, right? Like, mm -hmm. unless there's some legitimate reason that I cannot like, take down their shield or hurt them or anything else, like literally physically impossible to hurt them, then then let me do some damage. Yep. Um, and obviously, I, I'll probably lose the fight, but like, let me do some, dam some damage, right? Yeah. What, one of the biggest things that, um, and again, Destiny, because I played the living hell out of it really just a bit <laughs> just a little bit um there was always there used to always be a way where and a lot of people would use this in uh nightfalls which is like the high loot uh the high loot yeah. the high difficulty high reward kind of strikes um you would have these strategies so that you could burn a boss like just literally kill them in like as little time as possible right and lately they've been and this is freaking annoys me is when you see a life bar but there's like two lines in it mm. and when you bring it down to a certain point you know what i mean you, and then they're invulnerable know, and yeah, all that crap and the you, transition you, is coming. you have to yeah. run around over here and and kill this specific golden enemy to get something to bring over to the yeah. to the <laughs> coffee maker so that you can make a nice hot brew and <laughs> give it to the boss so that it can relax and drop its shield and then you can damage it again like just i i really really hate that crap because yeah <clears throat> especially uh, like speed running isn't a thing in destiny unless you're trying to get the best time in a, in a, in a specific mission. Sure. So when you come down to these encounters where Christ, like you're being time gated by the boss. Yeah. That I, I don't freaking like that at all. The, I think the worst uh, incarnation of that, that I've uh, that I can easily remember. I'm sure there have been others is uh, Diablo three. Um, Whatever the the spider queen is actually called, I I forget what her oh. name is, but it doesn't matter. Uh, like you'll be super powerful from, from doing uh, greater rifts and everything, and uh, and you'll go in and you'll deal like ninety five percent of her health in like a second, but then it triggers the the cutscene where it runs away and and some ads come in. Yeah. It's like, can we just not? Yeah, like. If you want to reduce the damage by 99.9% during that cutscene so that any normal player has to wait for the next phase, cool. But again, if I'm dealing like a thousand percent of their health bar in, in a couple of seconds, just let me do it. Just let me kill them. Yeah. I don't need to wait for the damn cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. So I feel your pain on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, they're they're it's it's annoying as hell. And like that I think that's the only example in Diablo three where they actually like the the boss 
does something like that? Uh, it's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't, I'm not thinking of any others. Like Magda does some weird stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, actually Magda does the same basic thing. But at least that like is distinct like phases of the combat whereas yeah. the spider is just like i'm just going away from it i'll be right back nothing <laughs> yeah. changes like the doesn't become more powerful doesn't change attacks or anything just no no just give me a second i'm just gonna run away it's like yeah. well let's not that's yeah. stupid <laughs> the, um, the other thing too is uh uh roles in specific boss battles oh. see so and again with destiny and going to the vault of glass encounter Normally, like you could say like, okay, like you, you and you, you're going to go to wherever and you're going to be in there to shoot the things. And this person's always going to call out the stuff and whatever. Yeah. But because it just pulls three, per three people at random, mm. you can't really have like everybody needs to kind of learn mechanics. Right. In order. So, so if like, so if you have three people that know how to like how everybody reads like the left to right, right. where the lights spawn. But then all three of them get teleported in. Yeah, yeah. So, so you need uh, you need specific roles in the fight, yeah. but it messes that up through random number generating. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, that's. I could go either way on that, honestly. Yeah, that's kind of a weird design, in my opinion. But... A little weird. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, on the one hand, that does kind of suck because you know it's giving you this specific thing that you have to do, and then also kind of screwing with you doing that. Yeah. On the other hand, it's like, well. Why shouldn't everybody learn all of the roles in a boss fight in, in a game like Destiny? I mm. like, I could go either way on that. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, I it would annoy me. I think too. Yeah. I just like thinking objectively. I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel you. So and uh, getting off of Destiny, the other the other kind of boss encounters that I think are dog shit <laughs> are Bullet Sponge. Oh, oh yeah, bullet sponge, yeah. and the the one series that was notorious for this, um, they changed it a bit, but the division mm -hmm. when the division first came out, which is it's a fun third person like online uh, MMO where you're playing in a basically the pandemic aftermath of New York, mm -hmm. uh, and then the sequel was in Washington D.C. Um, it's it's good, but a lot of the enemies, a lot of the boss encounters were, holy hell, they were bullet sponges. Yeah. Um, Anthem was really bad for yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Anthem, I, I enjoy. <laughs> Anthem had other problems too, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed some of the mechanics around the boss fights, um, mini bosses and full bosses, but uh, bullet sponge was like, it's bread and butter. Yeah. Like they, they changed. So in the division, I, they, they changed it in the division two where, uh, they had like an armor bar and as, so if you've seen like an armored enemy, you like, as you damage them, the armor thing would break. Yep. But then once their armor was gone, it was like a few hits to the head and they're dead. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. But yeah. if a guy's running up to me wearing a, a, a tank top, a baseball cap, <laughs> um, a pair of like khakis then he shouldn't have the heaviest he sh armor he, he shouldn't yeah. be having like three armor bars yeah like, i get and again i get it's a game sure like it's 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 a game it's supposed to have these little obstacles and stuff but uh that's uh that actually reminds me of something that i want to that i want to bring up but first uh sarah you haven't uh you haven't 
said anything in a while. Do you have any boss fights that are on your mind? It's okay if you don't. I don't. A big house in Power Wash Simulator? <laughs> oh my. No. Yeah, yeah. The f I can't say it because it's the last one. Oh, the big temple at the very end of Power Wash Simulator. No. No. The church. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> very, very hard to clean. Yeah. It takes yeah. forever. There's a lot of nooks and crannies. I believe that. So that's where everybody's putting their gum while they're sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Among other things. Also, I started playing Hard Space. Um, it's called Shipbreaker. Hard Space Shipbreaker this week. Okay, and yeah, some of some of those are. I don't want to explode myself. You can. You're yeah. basic. You're breaking down <laughs> ships in space. Okay. With laser cutters and, and stuff, ah. and yeah, there's like still live pipes for I fire see. stuff, and yeah, it's satisfying when you finish them, but sometimes it's very. Aggravating, taking large pieces to be destroyed, as Chad saw sitting, last night. Sitting there yelling at me, like, "How do I do this?" Uh, and so it was four gas lines going to like an engine. Oh yeah. And but there was four cut points right at the pipes going to the engines, and there was a cutoff at the end of the tunnel, like to at the end of the, the fuel to turn it off. And Sarah's like, "Well, how do I get here?" And I'm like, "Well, shoot the things, and then." go to the end yeah but it's gonna light on fire and it's like well maybe that's the point it was the point <laughs> it was the point fair enough fair enough <laughs> the um, screams of ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so i will we'll get right back to boss fights in a minute i'm sure because uh there are other things that i want to talk about i think but um one of the things that you your comment about a, a like tank top really triggered this um i hate games where you fight like this absolute badass with like this gigantic sword or this like amazing armor or something, and then they drop like a few gold coins. Yeah. Oh. And like I I get it. You can't drop everything the enemy has on them, but at the same time, I'm like, are I can see the sword on the ground. <laughs> can I just pick, pick it up? up? That makes me think too of Scott Pilgrim versus the world when he beats the the X's and like the first one's like it falls down they they fall down dead and turn into coins and he's like oh great coins picks it up he's like oh it's not even enough for bus fare <laughs> love it <laughs> uh yeah yeah that's uh, and actually that's the that's true of like uh, um like board games tabletops like all like I think all games have that. And I, like I said, I get it. You can't. Otherwise, you could kill the first town guard you see and and have like really well made armor and everything. And like I get it, but it's still. I'm like, I can see the weapon. Can I just take it, please? <laughs> yeah, please. I understand that it let him <laughs> fucking cast wish every single freaking time. But right? come on, why do I have to wait a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that that's always been sort of especially with bosses. Like it's it's almost better in some cases when the bosses uh obviously a, a tank top with three armor bars is also stupid, but uh it's almost better when the bosses are just really hard for some other reason mm -hmm. than having like this like mecha armor or something like that that makes them invincible. And then when you kill them, it's like, no, you don't, you don't get that. You get like what, whatever was in their pockets. That's what you can have. It's like, oh. You can't have their sword, but you can have the switchblade that's slightly similar, but not as powerful. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah, it's I'm trying to think of examples. Or it's even like some summons that you get in uh Final Fantasy, like when you fight sure. and I can't remember which one it was, but like when you fight Bahamut and you have to fight him in order to like gain the ability to summon him. And he's just dropping like freaking planets on you and stuff, right? Yeah. But then you get the summon and it's like three nine nine. <laughs> like, yeah you know yeah does like nothing like the summoning sequence alone you're just like oh man these guys are all gonna die and then it's like oh crap yeah i gotta say uh final fantasy had some of the best fight uh boss fight and i'm sure it still does i i haven't played the more recent ones but uh i'm sure it still does have some of the best boss fights but yeah it definitely had that sort of issue where it was like we were so powerful a minute ago what happened <laughs> What did I do wrong? Um, interestingly, uh, Tibia, which I've talked about many times. Um, no. Yeah, right? Never heard of uh, it. It actually did a, a good job. There weren't really boss fights in Tibia. There were, there are now, and they, they added them many years ago, but it's been out for so long. Um, when I played it, there weren't really any boss fights. But uh, the summon creature spell that the druid gets, uh, it summoned an exact copy of the creature. Now they, they capped it at a certain point. You couldn't summon like dragons and stuff. Um, but it, it summoned the exact same thing, which was kind of nice. Cause it's like, cool. If I stick like this archer against this other archer, it is an even match. Mine isn't somehow weaker or some nonsense. Uh, and I did like that mm-hmm. because that, that annoys the crap out of me in games. When it's like, yes, I got this super awesome thing that will help me out because it was wrecking my stuff. And then uh, two minutes later, you're summoned and it's like, I shouldn't have bothered. It's crap. It's like but, squeezing a whoopee cushion. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's really, really sad when that happens. Uh, I don't like that power mechanic where it's just, oh, no, no, no. Now that you have it, yeah. it's weak. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it lost a lot of its power. Yeah. 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 At least if they explain it, I'm kind of okay with it. But usually they're just like, oh, no, no, it's just because you've got it. It's weak. Then we're not going to even, there's not even a story arc of like it lost power. It's just, no, no, you suck. <laughs> you don't get the power. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think some other, uh, uh, another memorable boss encounters, and it just dawned to me uh, Soul Reaver. Oh, yeah. Uh, Legacy of Kane's Soul Reaver, uh, which came out on the original PlayStation, and there was a version on the Dreamcast, which cleaned a lot of the textures up and stuff. Uh, you play as Raziel, who's been basically a lieutenant of Kane's army, who was uh, killed because he evolved wings before Kane did, okay. Kane being the king of the vampires. So they threw him into the abyss, which it's water, vampires, water, not good. And it just killed him. Uh, but he's resurrected as a, a wraith, a soul reaver. Okay. So instead of a thirst for blood, he has to eat souls in order to survive. And basically throughout the game, you're going through Cain's empire thousand, like I think of thousands of years later, when a lot of his uh, his brethren have evolved into these monstrous just forms. But each one, there was a specific way that you had, like you couldn't, physically damage these bosses they were like almost like puzzle encounters Mm. so the one boss um had the ability to phase through uh bars and stuff and you had to lure it into this center section 
and then trigger a, a meat grinder thing to come down and smash it, which then allowed you to absorb its soul. And then you could go through uh, bars and stuff, but only in the spectral realm. Right. Each one had its own little thing. I think uh, the one boss, Zephon, you had to light uh, these little insect eggs on fire and throw it at its stomach and then it would ingest it and okay. light on fire. And um, Rahab, who was, uh, who evolved so that he didn't have his weakness to water and basically thrived in it, you had to basically smash windows so that sunlight would come down and burn them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, they were, they were neat, different. It, it wasn't your typical boss encounter where you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh mm. crap, I better move, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Little puzzles, I guess. Yeah, puzzles. Uh, that was a lot of what World of Warcraft bosses turned into was just everything was its own little puzzle. And if they're good puzzles, I think that's fine. But a lot of the times they aren't. Um, I uh, I think I personally generally prefer uh like a lot of mini bosses to like major bosses um there was a dreamcast game i think it was called armada uh and uh basically it was a sort of two and a half d space game and you'd go down to a planet you'd kill a bunch of stuff uh and then there would be sort of the big bad which but they weren't like boss bosses they were just mini bosses and and you just fought them over and over and over mm. and they all had like their little like quirks but there was just sort of uh it was more like uh diablo 3's champion packs where it was like there's just sort of an assortment of attributes that they can have so each one's ostensibly different but eventually you see repeats um i like that kind of thing like diablo 3's champ packs uh elite packs i, I liked that mechanic i don't know if either of you really played diablo 3 very much but God, yeah um yeah yeah you're a diablo guy yeah oh yeah um, I really like that mechanic of the sort of when you'd run into the pack of them and they all had like a like a unique tether uh, ability or something like that. Yeah, the was it called soul chains? I, Some, yeah, soul yeah, chains, yeah. and they they'd throw up the walls, and so you couldn't get to them, and you had to like run around. And oh god, Waller and uh, the multiplier Arcane, one. Yeah, multiplier is bad. Waller and uh, whatever the spinning arcane. Oh yeah, the Arcbolt or something. Yeah, whatever that's yeah. called. I forget actually what the name of it was, yeah. but that was one of the banes was the, the, Oh no, I'm in a wall and a, Oh no, I'm yeah. dead. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like that. And, and having them come up randomly in the world instead of like pre-scripted uh, fights. I personally think that that's my favorite sort of boss interaction. I mean, it's okay to have like the big bad in the game, obviously, but mm. the ones that just like, Oh, you reached the end of the stage. Here's a boss fight. You reached the end of the stage. Here's a boss. Ah, not really my thing. I don't love that. Yeah. Which I think is kind of what you were saying. Sarah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I like, I also liked a lot of the Zelda encounters. Uh, a, a lot of the Zelda bosses always seem to incorporate an item that you found in the dungeon that they were in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. That I liked. Yeah. I dug that. I dug yeah. that a lot. I think one of my, one of the more memorable ones was in uh, Twilight Princess where you get this like gear top kind of, you could ride the thing mm. and you fought this big dragon skull and you had to like basically spin around this central pillar while switching uh from the pillar to a wall pillar to a wall to avoid this thing's fire until you finally got to the top to hit it which would bring it down and crash and then you come down to attack it a bit 
Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah, was I, just a. Cr- it took me a while, but yeah, I, I remember that yeah, fight. Yeah, it was just like such a fast-paced freaking like because you had to be like right on like watching these fireballs come at you and just do, 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 do. yeah. But it was so like it's one of those, one of those like yeah like yeah yeah the the sort of I mean any boss fight that's rewarding is yeah. a good boss fight right like that that's that's an easy test but um, yeah in general I feel like for me. Give me an extended time, an extended play time where like throw, you know, mini bosses in and and whatever, uh, throw like uh, hordes like Left for Dead uh, did this yeah. with the if you're not moving fast enough, we're going to send a zombie horde. And I like that where it's like we're still going to make it challenging, but we're not like there were sort of the the scripted parts where it's like, OK, you you run up against the the whatever wailing ghost yeah. lady things mm-hmm. are the witches the witches that's it yep. <laughs> i couldn't remember what they called them uh i'm bad for that uh <laughs> but uh in the meantime like the, the the struggle was like if i'm not moving fast enough they're they're gonna come after me mm-hmm. uh i like that kind of mechanic where it's like sure give me something that eventually you're gonna throw something major in my way but in the meantime if i'm dicking around and spending too much time getting gear or money or levels or whatever and you want me to like feel that sort of pressure there are ways to do that mm-hmm. that aren't just you got to the next boss better kill it yeah 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 all right um here's a question then oh Ooh. most memorable boss encounter in a game or even in a like in a in a tabletop game in any kind of game just a memorable boss encounter well, uh, it's cheating because it was really recent, and I'm actually not going to say what it was. But you know what it is. It's when we're when we ra- reached the end of uh, Wonderbook. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. I figured as much. There's a reason we're not saying what it is because it would spoil the game. And, and chapter but, six. Yes. Yeah, uh, that was cool. That was I think cool. that's one that I'll remember for a very yeah. long time. That was very cool. The Anixia thing, I still remember very clearly. Uh, that's hard. It is. I distinctly remember the Bowser fight. Yep. Um, yeah, a bunch of the Final Fantasy VII ones. But they all kind of like – those ones run together for me a little bit. Like they were all good, mm-hmm. but I struggle a bit to be like this specific boss fight is where this happened mm-hmm. versus like, yeah, I liked most of the Final Fantasy VII bosses. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All of the boss fights I can think of. I only remember because I disliked them so much. <laughs> that still makes them memorable. Yeah, well, yeah, That's like true. in the fir- the boss fight in the first level of the original Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, I can't yeah. remember what the guy's name is. Tiny, God. wasn't it not Tiny Tiger? No, 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 because no, it, it was Tiger. it was the um, the chief guy. Oh, um, oh, I know who you're talking about Aku Aku or something. No, or no, or... that's the mask Papu. Papu. Yeah, is it Papu? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You're you're speaking just nonsense to me right now. <laughs> That's Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah. oh, I missed Crash Bandicoot. That actually makes way more sense now. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that suddenly makes sense. Uh, right. Um, what about you, Chad? Uh, mine, and this is memorable for a few reasons, but the boss fight against the end in Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm. It takes place over four big forested areas and you're basically playing cat and mouse and you're in a sniper battle with this. The end is like this old, he's an old man who he's always falling asleep 
but you get into this forest encounter and he wakes up and then his, his eye like pops out and he's a sniper and boom, he shoots you. Yeah. So, but then it's, and they, it can go on for quite some time. I think the longest it took me to finally kill him was like a half hour or something, yeah. but you're basically, you're, you're hiding, you're staying hidden and you're trying to pinpoint his location by using thermals or um, like watching for footprints here, yeah. listening to see if you can hear him breathe. Cause he'll fall asleep and he'll start snoring. And then sometimes you can see the Z's coming up from his head. That's really cool. And if you can sneak up on him, hold him up. And then he drops, I think a dog tag or something oh, yeah. and some ammo or whatever. Or if you see him, you can, you can nail him. You can shoot him. Nice. But, oh man, like just like for a memorable encounter, That's which really cool. It, it, it's super, super cool. And you were always like trying to just stay on his ass, whatever. Um, but the funny thing is you could completely skip that fight at one part in the game where there's a cutscene that happens and he's in a wheelchair and as a cutscene ends, a guard is, is rolling him away. But if you're quick enough, you can pull out a sniper and aim right at the door where they're going and shoot him in the head and kill him instantly. That's awesome. So then you don't have to, you don't have to fight it at all. Or you can pause, save your game there, go into your system and set the time on your PlayStation like hours ahead. And when you load it back up, you'll find him, but he's dead because he died of old age. Beach. <laughs> that's great. That's it awesome. was nuts. That's it fun. was nuts. That's really yeah. cool. And and the Metal Gear series, they've they had some memorable boss encounters. Yeah. So that's great. yeah, but that one that one really, really stands out. I think that one was by far and away like one of the more unique. That's yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Oh yeah. Um I'm trying to remember like some some really old school games that had boss fights, but uh honestly I'm struggling a bit. I mean, I know a lot of them did, but mm -hmm. like memorable ones. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm struggling a bit. Uh obviously Pac-Man with the ghosts, that was like the hardest boss fight. Yeah, ever. Every every level was a boss fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> just a continuous one. Um I think you just described Souls games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh like, some of the Assassin's Creed bosses were kind of fun. Um although I got to say again well first of all those games were very repetitive. Um <laughs> and second of all again I'm not sure the bosses were any more fun than just the like getting into a group of baddies and beating them senseless while See, killing them. The first Assassin's Creed that came out I would say that they were puzzles as well. Because the Fair. whole yep that you could you could do every single one and never have to lift a finger. You could just, Fair. there was always like a stealthy way to do it. I'm trying to remember the, there was one where you're going after a, a, a pastor at a mission. Yep. And you could blend in with a group of um, priests walking around. Yeah. And you could, you just walk around the map and you wait until you get close enough or this guy walks towards you and then you just kill him. Yeah. You just stab him. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Though, actually, I, I think that's one of the reasons why I did like the, the first one. I actually didn't play most of the Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. series, uh, but I definitely played through the first one. And that was actually one of the things that I liked was you can go in brawling or you can play it smart. Yep. And I like it when games give you that choice. Just yep. in general, not yeah. even not even restricted to bosses, just in general. I like yeah. it when games give you that. Choice. Yeah, like learning the information to fully 
discover like how where a target's going to be, what their pattern is going to be, like yeah. what they do. They're taking an investigative approach to yeah. it, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was it was interesting. I mean, the, the the first Assassin's Creed game was very limited with what you could do, and they really they opened it up with Assassin's Creed Two, um, by really giving you the freedom to just do it how you want. There's certain encounters in Assassin's Creed Two where yes, you're gonna have to fight. Yeah, um, I think the first assassination you do in that game, you make it quite well known that you <laughs> you killed this person and end up having to run from a ton of guards. And but it was I two is still one of my favorites. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never actually finished any of them. No, I got partway through the first one, and because it was so repetitive, I got bored and stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, I I can feel that. Like it was it was very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the voice acting was. Oh, not amazing. Altair no. was very bad oh, in the first he game. Was, he yeah. was not great. Um, yeah, yeah. I um, I can't think of any other boss fights that stand out to me. To be perfectly honest, the only other one I could think of is like maybe in the God of War at the very like the final boss fight where you're the size of a building fighting in <laughs> yeah. the bay. Yeah. That, oh, fighting Ares, yeah, yeah. That was like cool from a cinematic point of Fair view enough, but yeah. that's just a basic yeah. brawler but um mother brain in super metroid when oh. you get to when you initially get to her and she's just still the brain in the glass tube and you break the thing and you shoot her a couple times with the missiles and then the, everything falls and her head falls to the ground and then her eye opens and she stands up as like a screen size boss and just freaking annihilates you. Mm. And right as she's about to give that killing bow, that's when the big baby Metroid comes and sucks all her power away, gives it yeah. to you, but in the process is killed. Yeah. That was a memorable one too, because then holy, you're supercharged. You're yeah. like, you got the boss's weapon in that. Yeah. And you, the hell out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and also like, Rewarding from a story perspective, which yeah. which actually I was just thinking when you were talking about that, uh, there's there's even some similarities there. Uh, Portal, uh, when you finally go and fight the the ending of Portal, yeah. uh, you don't get anything for it really or anything like that. But that was pretty rewarding too, where it was like the entire game has has been coherently leading up to this mm-hmm. moment, and the fight itself, the mechanics were kind of fun. It was yeah. pretty simple, but yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, Portal 2 is pretty good, too, because of space ball. I, I don't think I played Portal 2. That's good. I suppose I should. Yep. Yeah. It's co-op. There is a co-op option Ooh. in it, it, but not main story. Oh. Still. Yeah. Still fun. It's still fun. Um, Not if you're playing with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think uh, cool. we're we're pretty much uh, at time here. Yeah. Boss uh, fights. Boss fights, love them or hate them, they're here to stay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a good boss fight can can make your day, and a yep. bad. I think the nice thing about boss fights is, generally speaking, a bad one is pretty quickly forgotten, unless yeah. it legitimately impedes your progress for yeah. an extended time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of like ah, that wasn't very good, but we're on to the next part. Let's go, which yep. is nice. Yep. So. Train kept a rolling. Yep. yep. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, hit the like button and the subscribe if you're into it. Uh, we have a Discord, which you can find below. And uh, we love you so much. We'll see you next time.